Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Goddamn Vikings! Nobody misses the extra point. It's only had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined? No bitch for me. Bet with your head. No over it. What's happening, guys? Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious gambler. It is week 18. We have made it all the way to the end of the regular season. It's been a really good year, uh, interesting year. A lot of backup quarterbacks, um, injuries, teams in the playoffs that shouldn't be, teams that are in the playoff race, 20 teams currently still alive to make a playoff spot. I heard the other day that's the most since like the 80s, so it's been a long time. Going to be a big weekend. A lot of teams will have a lot to play for. Uh, I just want to remind you real quick that this show is on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Uh, it streams Friday nights. We're going to maybe do something different this coming week and for the playoffs. would like to get some guests on here now that everybody from a content creation standpoint starting to slow down a little bit. It's been a long season. Try to get some gambling folks on here and uh, see what they have to say about the NFL playoffs. But we will take this show right up and through the Super Bowl, and then we'll go into hibernation for the summer. Uh, if you like my content and you like what I do here, you can follow my other show, The Dynasty War Zone. We're wrapping up, wrapping up some rankings right now. We are getting ready to go into some rookie content. You can find that as well on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, but you can also find additional content on our channel. So if you're an audio, Apple, Spotify, etc. listener, subscribe over at Dynasty Warzone as well. And if you're a YouTube consumer, subscribe over at Dynasty Warzone as well. We've uploaded two new shows this week on both our audio and YouTube platforms. And uh, I think we are ready to go, but you know, before we get ready to go, we got to make sure that we hear from our friends at Bet Openly. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer-to-peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. 
When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code UNDERWORLD, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on bet openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Check it out. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Great sponsor, our friends at Bet Openly. They've been with us on and off the majority of the season. Uh, tremendous partner and glad that they've uh, supported the show. Uh, do one last thing to promote real quick. I do want to give a shout out to the newest show on the Player Profiler YouTube and Podcast Network. It's called Blue Chips. Uh, I suggest you check that out. It's it's going to be about rookies and uh, what their impact is going to be on this coming draft class. If you like rookie content, if you're a dynasty gamer, check out the Blue Chips and uh, tell them Memphis sent you. So let's do our normal Survivor rundown. Circus Survivor is going into its last week. The four teams that were alive last week are still alive this week. So four guys or ladies or whatever teams of people are alive. Uh, each share is currently worth just over $2.3 million. Um, last week, the teams all picked different teams. One team picked the Browns, one team picked the Texans, one team picked the Colts, and one team picked the Broncos. So everybody is alive. Nobody has submitted their picks yet. The reason why I had those last week is because I recorded on uh, Saturday as opposed to my normal Friday night. Um, the one team called Circus Master is his best options, or their, I'm just going to go with their best options, are Cincinnati, Green Bay, Las Vegas, and New England. Indiana Jet is... Cincinnati, New Orleans, Green Bay, Las Vegas, New England. Uh, the third entrant, Jack's Jags. Cincinnati, New Orleans, Las Vegas, New England, Houston. And then you have L.A. Jones. And that their best options are Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Detroit, the Chargers, Las Vegas, New England, Houston. So the last entrant has a little bit more flexibility in their choices. Uh, and if they all four tie again this week, then they would just be forced to split the pool. There would be no survivor. If they all get eliminated, they would split the pool there. There would be no survivor. So going to be a, an, an, an interesting wrap up. I do know that I, I, I heard either on Twitter or I saw somewhere that they've already done some sort of a chop. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, a chop, a split. It's where they take the prize pool. They've agreed that all of these factors. So I'll, I'll just make up a scenario that like something I would think of. So the prize pool is 9.3 million. Let's take 2 million a piece and play for 1.3 or some, some variation thereof. That way the person that would potentially survive 
would get a larger piece. So instead of getting, you know, an, an equal 2.3 per team, you could wind up getting something like 3.6, but it's a it's a nice hedge against what was a thousand dollar investment. This is something I'm going to do next year. I don't know that the juice will be back next year. I don't know that we're going to, con- you know, c- continue this. Hope to love to do it. I love the show. I love player profiler. Um, but this is something I'm probably going to do myself personally. Uh, I've got a good friend named Kyle. He is a doctor in New York City. He's a bit of a gambling guy. And I, I think this makes for a good trip that first weekend of Labor Day, right before the NFL season, right before week one, hop on a jet, meet him out in Vegas, split an entry. So 500 bucks a piece is not cheap, but not not manageable. And go out there and, and enter this thing and see if we can get it to week 10, week 12. Can we make it that far? Maybe get so much of equity and, and sell it and make a profit. So many things you could do. Uh, I've always been fascinated by Circus Survivor. Uh, going to make that happen going into 2024. So there's your Survivor update. We'll do one next week as we're talking about the playoffs. So let's get into Pickums. Went into the week, I was 34, 39, and 7. And I, and I said on last week's show, if only, if only I could go 5-0, and oh, then I would be dead even on the season. What do you know? I went five and zero. Oh. I'm thirty nine, thirty nine and seven on the season. Five hundred uh, to be a profitable or a professional sports better, you need to win about fifty three percent of of your bets. I'm a little under that, but these aren't actually bets. This is a contest that I do where you have to. You're forced. You're forced to pick five games against the spread, and. I'm proud to say that I'm in the upper third of all the entrants of the one that I'm in. Uh, it's been great. Uh, shocked coming off of a, a perfect 5-0 and week, considering how tough last week's card was. But I'm going into the final week of the regular season, the final week of this contest, and I'm dead even at 39, 39-7. Uh, for next week's show, I'll try to do a little recap and see where that would put me in Circa Millions. And I reference Circa a bunch because it's kind of the mecca of sports betting right now. Uh, highly recommended if you're into sports betting and you happen to be in Vegas, check out Circa. But but I'll see where my record would have put me in that contest. Um, let's review last week's picks, and then we'll get into this week's action. So last week, I had the Ravens laying three against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I I was looking for a weather edge. I thought I got it. Uh, Miami just does not look like the same team on the road than when they're at home. And I don't believe I have Miami on this week's card, even though they are at home. But the Ravens are just so darn good. And they were playing for something. They were playing for that home field throughout the AFC playoffs. It was a good spot. Happy to get that one. Saints plus two and a half. I was really, really proud of this one, I guess. Um, a lot of the pros, like professional gamblers and professional, um, like all I do for a living is tout sports. They they were all on the other side of this. They and 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 I don't I don't know why, but um this was a good one for me. I had the Saints plus two and a half over the Buccaneers, and uh that one felt good. Uh Patriots plus 14 against the Bills. This one was never really out of hand. 
Uh, they threatened there for a while. I think at one point Buffalo was up by 13, but they 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 they, they, they did the thing. Uh, Broncos minus three and a half, another easy win, and then maybe maybe the easiest win of the weekend was the Packers plus one. They won 33 to 10, if memory serves, and I was getting a point. They won by 23. I didn't need the point. They won outright in a big fashion. So last week, I was a perfect 5-0. and I am dead even, 500 on the season. A lot of pressure to go 3-2, and just just 3-2. and I would love another 5-0, and but 3-2. and If I get 3-2, and I finish the season above 500. 5-0 and would put me in a very good spot, but I want to stay above 500. I want to have a winning record. Let's get into this week's picks, and uh, here we go. I'm going to pull this up here for those of you watching on YouTube. There you go. Uh, first pick of the weekend, I'm going to go New England. I'm going back to the Patriots. This time, I'm going to lay points. I'm going to lay a point and a half with the New England Patriots against the New York Jets. I don't know what the Jets are playing for. And let, let's say home field's worth two. Is Are the Jets a better team than New England? I don't think they are. I think I get Bill Belichick against Trevor Simeon. And you may say I get Robert Sala against Bailey Zappi. That's fine. Uh, I believe that there will be more turnovers from the Jets end than the Patriots end. I'm going to take the Jets, excuse me, I'm going to take the Patriots over the Jets, less than a field goal. I'll lay the point and a half. Patriots over the Jets. Second game, I am going back to the Broncos. Uh, I find this one odd. The Broncos plus three against the Raiders. I know Las Vegas has got arguably the worst home field advantage in the NFL. And are the Broncos really a point worse than the LA, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders with Aiden O'Connell? I don't think so. I think I'm getting a superior. Well, I know I'm getting a superior head coach. Nothing against Antonio Pierce. He's he's done a great job as the interim. And I know he's going to have this team ready. But I know the Broncos are also eight and eight. And I think Sean Payton wants to go into the offseason with a winning record. And I think the Broncos win this game outright. So I'm taking the Broncos plus three against the Raiders. Got the Seahawks going to Arizona, lane three. This is a win and you're mostly in scenario for the Seattle Seahawks. This is clearly a better team. I know the Cardinals are, I believe, three and four since Kyler Murray came back. But if if you want to be a playoff team, here's your opportunity. They need to win. They need some help from the, the Packers uh, to, by, by losing. So really, they need help from Chicago. But I'm going to take the Seahawks needing a win desperately, and I'm going to take them minus the three against the Cardinals. Speaking of the Packers, I got bad news for the Seahawks. The Packers are going to win, and they're going to win by more than three. I have the Packers minus three, and this is multiple things. Chicago has looked great. Chicago has played better, especially on defense. Uh, fun stat, going back to the middle of November, Justin Fields has thrown five total touchdowns. Look it up. Five touchdowns in the last, I think it was seven games. So they're not running away from people. The Packers' defense is not good. Uh, I know the Bears will be playing hard. I know Justin Fields will be playing hard. He needs a big game to potentially stay in Chicago. I don't think he's going to get it. 
This is the exact same spot that Matt LaFleur and the Packers were in last year. A basic win and you're in at home. Detroit went in there, kicked him in the teeth. I don't think you catch Green Bay off guard again. I think Green Bay, that offense is looking really good. But fair in, in fairness, so is Chicago's defense. But I'm going to take the Packers at home, minus the three. And then the final game, I'm going to go Buffalo Bills minus two and a half on the road at Miami. This is more about Miami's injuries and, and current state than it is about Buffalo being better. Although Buffalo blew them out earlier in the season uh, at Buffalo. But over the last week, Buffalo has lost Bradley Chubb, one of their starting defensive ends. Earlier in the season, they lost Jalen Phillips, one of their other defensive ends. Xavier Howard, one of their starting two cornerbacks, isn't going to play. Tua's banged up with a shoulder issue. Now, he's going to play, clearly. But Buffalo, on their Wednesday injury report, they had two guys on there, and both guys were listed as veteran rest. That was their edge rushers, Vaughn Miller and uh, Floyd, the other edge rushers. So, uh, Buffalo's the healthier team. Miami's already in. They can lose this game and still make the playoffs. Buffalo, this is basically, unless an exact sequence of events happen to occur where the Steelers lose and the Colts and the Houston outcome would have, basically for the Bills, it's win and you're in. Uh, I'm going to have a Bills prop or two here later in the show. But that's my card for for my final week of my Pick'em contest. I'm 500 on the season. So I'll review those again. And I have the Patriots minus one and a half at home against the Jets. I have the Broncos plus three on the road at the Raiders. I have the Seahawks uh, in, in, in a must-win situation, lane three at the Arizona Cardinals. I have the Packers minus three at home, win in your end scenario against the Bears. And then Buffalo Bills. Win and you're in. And not only does Buffalo get in automatically with a win, Buffalo would vault to the two seed. So a lot on the line for the Bills in this game. So that is my pickums. That is my five. I am going to go into my player props right after this. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pickum games, specifically underdog pickums. And how do you do it? Well, you look at a slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, the player props I'm getting ready to start sharing with you. You could certainly... Bet those over at Underdog. You could get three, six, whatever combination you like of pickums over there. Now, as good as my picks against the spread were last week, I had a pretty rough week overall uh, with my props last week. I'm still up six units on the year. Was up seven. Now I'm up six. I went three and four on official bets, and I went one and six on leans. My leans last week were terrible, absolutely terrible. Let's review them real quick. Uh, I had Justin Fields to throw a touchdown pass. Uh, Even though he's only had five in the last seven or eight games, this was one of them. And and so that was a win. I had Derek Carr over 245 and a half against the the team that had given up the most pass yards to the quarterback. Didn't need it. They got up early and kind of cruised. And that was a loss. I had Isaiah Likely over three and a half catches. That was a loss. That was the first time. That was the first time that I had made an Isaiah Likely prop, and he did not come in for me. So that was one and two on bets in the one o'clock window. Then uh, on one o'clock leans, I had Kyron Williams over two and a half receptions. That was a loss. I had Jonathan Taylor over one and a half catches. That was a loss, and I had Brandon Ayuk over four and a half catches. That was a win. So one o'clock window on bets, one and two on leans, one and two. Four o'clock was not very good for your boy here. Uh, four o'clock, I had Kenneth Walker under 14 and a half rush attempts. That was a win. He had 10 in that loss to the Steelers. Trey McBride over 64 and a half receiving yards. This was a loss, but if you told me, Hey, he's going to have six catches. I would have felt even better about this, but it was still a loss. Austin Eckler, I couldn't be more disappointed in him, the offense, the the Chargers in general, just horrible. So Austin Eckler had one catch, not even close. That was a loss. So one and two on bets in the four o'clock window, then three straight losses on my leans. So we had Derrick Henry over 54 and a half rush yards. That was a loss. Isaiah Pacheco looked like prime Christian McCaffrey out there with his receptions. He went way over three and a half receptions. And uh, I had Jake Browning to throw an interception. He decided not to, uh, even though his team lost. I was kind of hoping with them being behind, he'd be be chucking the ball around a bit, but he did not. Uh, And then in the evening game, I had Jaron Hall to have at least one interception. Thank God he did that before he decided to get pulled for Nick Mullins and then Aaron Jones over two and a half catches just not really involved in the passing game had had one catch and it's not that he can't catch it just wasn't the game plan that game they got up a bunch there was no need for check downs so uh overall three and four on my official bets puts me up six units on the season going into this final week because we have two Saturday games and all the other games are Sunday uh, I, I found a way to, to get 14 total 
uh, props out there. I'll have seven official bets and I'll have seven leans. Let's get into it. Saturday, a little Saturday football this week with the college playoff national championship on Monday. On Saturday, we've got the Ravens and Steelers locking it up. And I hated this game. There was not a lot of props out there because I think the sports books are tepid about how many Ravens are going to play, how long are they going to play. So wasn't a lot of props that I liked in this window. But I'm going to go a double Mason Rudolph. I did this once before on a Saturday game with Pittsburgh. It was it was when Pittsburgh played Indianapolis. I, I'm going to go back to that well again. I'm going to go Mason Rudolph to throw one interception, so over half an interception. It's lay a dollar sixty-five in juice, but Baltimore has more interceptions as a defense than they've given up touchdowns. So on the season, the Baltimore passing defense has given up seventeen passing touchdowns while forcing 18 interceptions. So I think it's very likely that Mason Rudolph throws one um, in an ugly game. And But I do think he throws a touchdown. That's my lean. So him to throw an interception is my bet. Mason Rudolph to throw a touchdown is my lean. Um, that's minus 275. That's one of those big ones like last week with Justin Fields. That's okay. Um, this game's got like 14. Or 17 to 14, something like that, written all over it. I just don't think they're going to be able to run much on Baltimore, especially with Najee Harris. So uh, I'm going with a double shot of Mason Rudolph props there. Uh, Eight o'clock, Sunday night, the Colts, my Colts, a game that I was supposed to go to, but it got moved to Saturday. So I will not be going. I'll be watching at home like the rest of you good people. Uh, Gardner Minshew, I'm going to go under Gardner Minshew, under one and a half TDs. He may throw one. Uh, it's lay a buck seventy-five, and as a Colts fan, I hope I'm wrong. But Houston's only given up seventeen passing TDs all year. Uh, Houston's defense has been solid. Uh, I do think Jonathan Taylor could have a good game, but I just this feels like uh, less than Minshew's finest. My fear as a Colts fan because for them, this is a win a win and end situation. Uh, I think it's going to be a good Jonathan Taylor game. Hopefully he can keep him in it. Uh, but I think Gardner Minshew only throws one, maybe no touchdowns. So that's going to be my official bet in the 8 o'clock window. Uh, Gardner Minshew over, um, uh, under. Gardner Minshew under one and a half touchdowns. Uh, my second bet in this game, because this game I have two bets, and I'll explain when I get to the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor under two and a half receptions. So lay a dollar forty, um, but he's only hit three or more catches in eight in three of his eight games this year. Has he had three catches? Uh, he's not been overly involved in the passing game, and Zach Moss will be back. It looks like this week, and Jonathan Taylor can catch the ball. I don't know why they're not involving him more in the passing game, but I think part of it is is the same with the miss that I had last week with Easton Stick and Austin Eckler. Some quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts is another example, some quarterbacks just aren't check-down quarterbacks. If you watch Gardner Minshew play, which I watch him a bunch because, again, I'm a Colts fan, he tends to push the ball down the field. It's the same reason why Trevor Lawrence doesn't check down a bunch. He will push the ball down the field. So I don't love it as a guy who's a Jonathan Taylor dynasty GM, but I'm going under two and a half receptions. 
Uh, and then I do have one lean in this game, and this is one of those contractual bonus leans. Um, you'll hear a lot of shows talk about, hey, this guy's got a, a, a contract incentive for this, or this guy's got one for that. And some of these props you can find, some of them you cannot. Um, but this one is available on BetMGM Grand. That's a sponsor here at Player Profiler. Promo code UNDERWORLD gets you some sort of a deposit match. But Dalton Schultz needs, I think it's either five or seven catches. I know it's more than four and a half. So I'm going Dalton Schultz over four and a half catches minus a buck oh five. And this is a lean. And I, again, I'm leaning because it's a, a contract incentive trigger. It, it can get him, I think it's 250,000 bucks. And I wouldn't be surprised if on the first drive he wasn't targeted immediately. Colts aren't great against the tight end. They're not horrible against the tight end. This would be an official bet if, if Houston wasn't playing for the win. Because these teams that aren't playing for a win, they're always going to try to help their buddies get their uh, contract incentives. So that's a lean. Dalton Schultz under, excuse me, over four and a half, lay a dollar five. So on Sunday, I did not like the Sunday window. They forced a lot of games into the four o'clock window because they want these playoff scenarios to run concurrently. So that way, a team with something to play for at four o'clock doesn't realize they're not they're, they're no longer playing for anything because the help they needed was at one o'clock. If that if that if I, I didn't do a very good job, or maybe I did, of explaining it, but there wasn't a great one o'clock window. But here's what I got. This is my official bet in the one o'clock window, um, Rashad White under 18 and a half carries, which seems high given that his season average per game, and he's played all 16, is 15 and a half. I think they'll be blowing Carolina out, and I think he could get some second half rest. If Tampa Bay wins this game, they win the NFC South, and I could just see a scenario where you're not going to pound the ball with Rashad White given – even though you may be up and Carolina has given up a lot of rushing attempts, I think you'd mix in some backups, especially if you were up 14 or 17 or so in the second half. Why run him into the ground when he's going to have to be a big part of a playoff push? So I'm going to go Rashad White under 18 and a half carries, and I think that's a really good number. Uh, I have two leans. So I had two bets on Saturday night. I've got one bet on Sunday. That's three. I only had one lean on Saturday night, but I got two leans at 1 p.m. because I didn't love this window. Uh, my first lean is Taylor Heineke over half an interception, minus a buck 75. First, New Orleans is tied for the fifth most interceptions this year on defense. And Tyler Heineke, well, he's Tyler Heineke. He has five starts and four interceptions, including three last week. He's just not very good. Uh, the Saints are still playing for something. That's why they're in the same window as Tampa Bay. Should Tampa Bay somehow wind up losing to the Carolina Panthers, then the Saints would be potentially with the win, the winner of the NFC South. So uh, my lean in this one o'clock window, Tyler Heineke over one, over half an interception. And then my final lean in the 1 p.m. hour is going to be DeAndre Hopkins over 61 and a half receiving yards. Um, I know he needs seven catchers to trigger one of those big contractual bonuses, 
but they didn't have a catch prop up at that MGM Grand. Uh, Tennessee's playing for two things. They're playing to cost a division rival the, the division, and nothing made me happier this week as a coach myself, as a sports fan, as a competitor, than to hear that soundbite of Mike Vrabel talking about how much losing sucks. And this is what people never understand when they think that NFL teams tank. This isn't the NBA. This isn't where you know we're going to tank for a better draft pick. This is the NFL, and you only get 17 of these things. You used to get 16, now you get 17. And uh, I, I think they're playing for something. And DeAndre Hopkins is playing for cash, and I think he'll get an opportunity to get those seven catches. If he gets the seven catches, there's a good chance he gets the 61 over 61 and a half yards. So that's my second 1 p.m. lean. All right, Sunday, 4 p.m. I am going to go first bet because I have two bets, two leans. Or excuse me, two bets, one lean in this window. And I have Aaron Jones under 62 and a half rush yards. Uh, and this is even though he's ran for 100 plus his last two games. But Chicago has given up the third fewest rush yards of uh, the entire season. And Aaron Jones only had 41 rushing yards on nine carries in their week one game. And I think Chicago's, I don't think, I know if you look at the numbers, Chicago has been really good since week five against the run. I believe they're number one against the run in all the NFL in that that time frame. And I, I do know that A.J. Dillon's out, but I think Aaron Jones goes under in this game and they're going to have to lean on, on Jordan Love. Uh, my second bet in the four o'clock window is going to be, let's see here, Kenneth Walker. I got Kenneth Walker over 58 and a half rushing yards minus $1.10. This might be the best um, the best value bet that I have all week. Arizona's the worst rushing defense in the NFL. They've given up the most rushing yards to the running back position on the year, they've given up 19, 1,917 rush yards on the season. Not a good rush defense. They're a little bit better against the pass. They're middle of the road against the pass. Kenneth Walker, another week removed from that oblique injury. Uh, again, their season's on the line. They they need this W. I think they'll get it on the back of Kenneth Walker. Over 58.5 rush yards, lay $1.10. And then I have two leans in the 4 o'clock window. I have DK Metcalf. I'm going to go under five and a half catches. Now it's minus $1.60, but like I mentioned earlier, Arizona is middle of the pack in terms of pass defense. I wouldn't go under his yardage total because he's DK Metcalf, and he's absolutely capable of having a 72-yarder or whatever it is. He's could take a slant to the house, and, and that could kill you, but He's only had six or more catches twice since his week five bye. Two times he's had six catches or more. He would need to do it a third time to go over this prop. But I'm going to go DK Metcalf under five and a half catches. And then that Sunday night game, the the game that I, I think is the best to watch. And that's why I love the NFL. And I think for, for a number of reasons. Uh, it's the same thing with Saturday night. For the Colts and Texans, it's win and it's in. We should get a good game. We shouldn't get one team that rolls over and plays dead. Um, 
but this game, oh, and and, and I, I missed I, I missed a lean in the four o'clock window. I had Dalton, not Dalton Kincaid, uh, Jake Ferguson, the guy who replaced uh, Dalton Schultz in Dallas. I had Jake Ferguson as a lean over three and a half catches. Again, another guy with a contract uh, incentive that could use it. Uh, the reason why it's a lean is because if Dallas is blowing them out, similar to the Rashad White prop, I could see Jake Ferguson along with other Dallas starters getting pulled to get some rest uh, going into the playoffs next week. Back to that Sunday night game. I got a little ahead of myself. I'm a little excited because I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I, As I've done more fantasy content creation and betting content creation, I try to be less of a fan of players, of teams, because I don't want that fandom to creep into my analysis, my I, I don't want to go trying to find data that makes me believe in players or teams that I like, but I've I've always been a big Josh Allen fan. The story of Josh Allen when he was at a junior college in, in California that he created 300 DVDs. For those of you so young that you may not remember, a DVD is a little disc that you used to watch movies on. He created 300 DVDs and sent them to every college coach in Division One, and wound up at Wyoming. I've always been a Josh Allen fan. I'm always going to be a Josh Allen fan. But I'm going to go Josh Allen over as my bet in the Sunday window. I'm going to go Josh Allen over 35 and a half rush yards minus a buck 20. He's been over 30 rush yards in five of his last nine, including 44 last week against New England. New England's a much tougher defense. And as I mentioned earlier in my five against the spread pick'em contest, Miami's hurting on defense. And they're they're again, if if Buffalo doesn't win, more than likely they go home. So if they have to win and it's in, Josh Allen's going to put his body on the line because there's no saving him for the playoffs if there's no playoffs to save him for. So I'm going Josh Allen over 35 and a half rushing yards. And then my lean and final prop of the show is James Cook over two and a half catches minus a buck 65. I will say he's been fairly inconsistent as it relates to receptions. Um, he's had some ones, he's had some twos, he's had some fours and fives and etc. But the reason why I like this is because everything's on the line. And even though Xavier Howard's hurt, Miami still has, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank, the guy who played for the Jaguars and Rams, Jalen Ramsey. If I just filibuster long enough, the name will come to me. They still have Jalen Ramsey, and th that'll be enough to kind of help put Diggs in check. And I think they're going to need to lean on somebody. Uh, Gabe Davis has been inconsistent. Khalil Shakur been inconsistent. Dalton Kincaid's been inconsistent. And James Cook, even though he's been inconsistent with the catches, He's gotten targets. He's had three or more targets in 11 of 16 games this year. So if he can keep up that pace, getting the targets, and he can convert those into catches, I think this is a number he can hit. But it's a lean. And, and that's a show. There you go, guys. We have gotten through 18 weeks of player props and pickems against the spread, survivor talk. We will back, we, we will be back next week. And by we, I mean me. And hopefully you, hopefully you come back for next week. We'll wrap up the regular season and we'll look at next weekend's wild card round, big weekend, 
You got a full day of sat on Saturday. You got a full day on Sunday, and you have Monday night football. So the NFL is going to give us some Monday night football. We got Monday night football, the wild card weekend. We got the NCAA this weekend. Plenty of sports action out there. Remember, there are resources out there if you need them as a, a problem with a with a gambling or, or betting in general. So so please look those up. Remember, it, it, we say it in the intro of the show: bet with your head, not over it. Uh, this is fun. Um, just a little, you know, five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, whatever's a, a fun, manageable amount for you. Uh, be smart out there. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this final week of the regular season. And I'll see you next week, hopefully with a guest here on The Juice. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next week. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Think you with a little juice? No, we think that juice. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak.